our genes are one thing. Yes, we have a genetic predisposition for things. I'm sure there's a genetic predisposition in my family for depression and bipolar disorder. But that doesn't mean it's a sentence because epigenetics comes in and then that's when you get to make different choices because you can actually change your thoughts. You can change the way you're thinking. And if you continually think different thoughts, thoughts that have a positive outcome, could change your life. What they're proving now in science is that seven generations of our ancestors are influencing us. It's not that we can't change it, it's that if we go on default mode, which means if we go into stress, that means we're reacting to our environment, we're not interacting with it, yes. then our genetic predisposition will show up. But we have the power to change 80% of that. And even the junk DNA, they say, changes every 40 seconds based on the light emission in our body. Welcome to the Brain Fitness Podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Patrick Porter. Please join us on our mission to better a billion brains. Enjoy the episode and remember to share it with your family and friends. Hello, I'm your host, Dr. Patrick Porter. Welcome to the Brain Fitness Podcast. As my first podcast, I have some very special guests, someone I've I've known for quite a number of years now. Most of you probably know the family. They know she's been in TV and movies, but she's a real advocate out there for mental health. And she started a new podcast, which BrainTap is gonna be actively involved in because it's all about mental health and your brain and what we can do. And we're gonna delve deep into the mind of Mariel Hemingway, who's been in this, in this field for a long time, you know, just like me, when I looked at your date of birth, we were born in that magical year together. And, you know, before we came into this life, we said, hey, we're going to get together. We're going to do some podcast in the year 2023. We're going to start changing lives, you know, and then we decided to take birth. And then we said, wow, it's been how many years? So time we start working, right? Start doing these things. So tell me a little bit about, I mean, a lot of people know your family history, but let's bring it to the surface. So people understand, they might just know, hey, you know, we know that your grandfather was a great author and, you know, and, and he, I don't know about his boxing career and everything he did, if he was really into mental fitness too much, you know, in all the documentaries I read about him, he was, he was a man's man at a time when people were men, you know, men were men and women were women. There was no, uh, there was no, you knew who, you know, what was going on out there. So tell me a little bit about your background and what got you into this mental health, really, Under, yes. population. Absolutely. Well, thank you so much. And I'm 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 just thrilled to be here because I do think that our relationship, whether it started prior to 1961. <laughs> 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 oh my God, because we are 61 years old. Yeah, um yeah. uh it, or now or we made an agreement in some other place at some other time. I I do believe um anyway i'm super excited about our collaboration and i i have known you for a long time and i have such infinite respect for what you're doing in the world in helping people to just come to come to a place of balance because that's what i'm all about anyway i should tell you a little bit about my family if you don't know my grandfather uh, was Ernest Hemingway. He was this incredible creative genius who, you know, changed the world of writing in the 20th century forever. Like, you know, everybody writes differently because of my grandfather. And yes, his persona was he was a man's man, living a hard life, drinking this, that, and the other thing. Um, and, and there are many suicides in my family. So, seven to be exact. My grandfather, 
uh, Ernest took his life. His father took his life. My grandmother Hadley's father took his life. A uh, great aunt, a, a great aunt, a great uncle, uh, an uncle, and a sister took their life in my family. So I grew up with this great creativity, this great heritage, but also this great fear that I was kind of next in line to go. And, and, and I apologize that this is an offensive word for you, but I was so afraid that I was going to go crazy like the rest of my family and take my life at some point. And I did suffer from depression and I had suicidal ideation years ago. Um, and it, 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 it was a worry for me. So, but, but I've spent a great deal of my life in pursuit of how can I be balanced? How can I be healthier? And I did that through kind of extreme measures. I, I thought it wasn't extreme. I thought it was doing really healthy balanced things, but I was like over-exercising, trying different diets, following gurus and doc and holistic doctors. And, you know, a lot of people trying to find an answer outside myself. My point being, Eventually, I realized that mental health has a lot to do with taking responsibility for your for your brain and your life and your lifestyle. And so in the last 15, 20 years, I've really been focused on lifestyle being in balance, being measured, being smart, being super simple, uh, taking, you know, taking time for silence. Um, Bobby and I like to talk about the seven doctors and our seven doctors are Dr. Sun, Dr. Air, Dr. Water, Dr. Exercise, Dr. Nutrition, Dr. Uh, Earth, and Dr. Rest. They're available 24 hours a day, seven days a week, and they're free. So, um, you know, and, and, and truthfully, the simplicity of lifestyle is so powerful to the balance of our our brain and our body, right? So that, and and one doesn't go without the other. They're they are so intertwined. They are so in. You know, it's this, it's this symbiotic relationship. And when you see it that way, and you have an awareness of that, you realize that one, you know, how we treat the brain and how we treat the body, how we eat, how we do all these different things that I was talking about with the seven doctors. It's incredibly. It's so satisfying. So anyway, I had that crazy family that I loved so much. And I finally, you know, in the last 20 years of my life, really discovered my solution. And so what I'm doing in, in my life is I created a foundation. It's called the Mariel Hemingway Foundation. What a unique name. It's MarielHemingwayFoundation.org. And that's Hemingway with one M, by the way, M-A-R-I-E-L-H-E-M-I-N-G-W-A-Y.org. And what I want to do there, the, the goal of that is to create a resource navigator so that we can guide you towards the solution that works best for you, whether it's holistic or, you know, therapy or psychiatry or whatever it is in your area. So that's the dream of the foundation. And I also started that, and, and thank you, Patrick, because you mentioned this, I also started a um, podcast and radio show called Out, Out Comes the Sun. And that's a metaphor for this, literally the sun coming out and lighting you up because anybody who knows 
about mental health or depression or that dark night of the soul knows that there's a darkness that kind of overcomes you and you feel like you're in, you know, like you're in a hole that you can't get out of. And I truly believe that there are solutions for everyone. So that was a very long answer to your question. No, that's wonderful. I think people want to know that. That was great. Now, I know you and I share a passion for the belief that it's not all psychological. Like people think you're, it could be physiological. There's a lot of things going on with our bodies and what's going on. So going back to your seven doctors and people not understanding, because I'm a big believer that we're just taking ancient traditions and making modern technology out of them. And, yeah. and so in your, in your case, when you're doing like Outcomes the Sun podcast, you're introducing different strategies and techniques for people. But you and Bobby, I know, have a special, you, you get out there outside every day, you're walking, you're doing things. Yes. He was sharing with me how he gets so much sunlight and it's working with his vitamin D. So maybe share with people, they don't understand that you don't have to live in New York City or Detroit, Michigan, like where I'm from, where the sun never comes out, you know, to, to suffer from seasonal affective disorder. And, and that's a physiological thing. It's not a psychological. I mean, a lot of people are taking psychological medicine, but they don't need to be. They can be getting physiological medicine. So tell us a little bit about that. Absolutely. I mean, to, to go, you know, to go to a doctor and then have them say, well, you're suffering from SAD, a, a seasonal affective disorder or whatever it is, or depression or bi bipolar. And I'm not saying that all medication is, you know, like I don't believe in it. I, I personally don't believe in it, but I'm not saying that's bad. I'm just saying, how can we not realize that how we're living our lives. If you're not getting light in your eyes, it is affecting your brain. I mean, I'm I'm here in in uh, Venice, California, right now because uh, Bobby has this chamber, and we can talk about that probably yeah. on another episode. I'd love take to interview him about that. That'd be awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Well, anyway, um, it is, you know, June. They call it June gloom. Right. And so it gets foggy and it's foggy all day. And I got to tell you, the days that it is low light and you're not seeing the sun, it affects me. I'm deeply affected by light. So getting light in your eyes is so incredibly important. We absorb our vitamin D through our eyes, believe it or not, mostly through our eyes and through our skin. But, you know, we, so we have this idea that pills are the solution for everything. And I really believe lifestyle is a solution for everything. And just like you said, it's all these ancient traditions that we're kind of finding a technology for. It's like what you've done with BrainTap, which is ingenious. You're taking what we know about the brain and what we know, and we're condensing it into something that's very focused so that, you know, and 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 you started with the De Silva method, which is a meditation thing, but people don't either don't have a lot of time or the discipline to do things in that way. And now they get to put on your, you know, this incredible, you know, eye thing and listen to stuff. And it takes you deep, super fast and changes your brainwave. Because, you know, what I've been discovering lately is that, you know, our genes are one thing. Yes, we have a genetic predisposition for things. I'm sure there's a genetic predisposition in my family for depression and bipolar disorder. But that doesn't mean it's a sentence because epigenetics comes in and then that's when you get to make different choices because you can actually change your thoughts. 
you can change the way you're thinking. And if you continually think different thoughts, thoughts that have a positive outcome, you can change your life, right? And that's that's the whole basis behind kind of meditation because the brain doesn't distinguish, which I find fascinating, and you know this more and in more depth than I do. I find it fascinating that the brain has no idea between what you visualize and what is what happens in your real world as being different. So what you constantly think and you have that vision in your head is what your brain will, you know, activate and attract to you. So so all these kind of woo-woo concepts of laws of attraction and all that stuff it's actually scientifically based. It's just it's just because you're th- if you keep thinking the same thing all the time, that's what you're going to attract to yourself, right? If you're afraid of something, you know, like I think of my my mother who was so afraid to get sick, you know, and but she was so hurt, no whatever. Her thoughts were I'm going to be sick, right? It was just she, she was because that's what she thought about all the time and she did. She got she got uh, cancer and, you know, and my, my point is we have so much more power in our brain and in our choices than we give ourselves credit for. And it's just about becoming aware of that and going, damn, I can, you know, like, I just feel excited by my life that I get to, I kind of feel at 61, I you probably feel similar. I feel like, this is the beginning of my life. I like, I, I think, oh, we're like, we're starting up and we're doing new things and we're discovering all these, you know, like technology is a little scary, but it's also great. Like, let's use what's great about it, not be afraid of things, you know, turn it off at the end of the day so that you're not constantly attacked by that energy. But I, I, I don't know. I just think yeah. all these different things are so powerful. And we're powerful. Yeah, you mentioned a few things that um, Brain Tap Nation and people out there probably have heard before, but let's put it into context. We now know scientifically that we are light beings. That used to be a metaphysical concept. You know, in the in the 70s and 80s when I'm driving my car and in the back window it said, I am light, people thought I was nuts. But now science is showing we are light. Yeah. Uh, in Like you're saying, if we don't get enough energy... And there's a couple different ways to get energy, right? We can go outside, get it in the sun. We can use light therapy with the right wavelengths. We can also go outside and just get energy from the earth. Most people don't realize the sun is actually like a, it's like a pulse. It, just because there's a pulse star out there, they know that it's transmitting actually FM frequencies. Our sun is transmitting information to the cells of our body. So tell us a little bit about what you found, because I know you're a big advocate of earthing. That's how we met at first at an event where you spoke about that. And I was, I mean, I knew of you before that, but it was like, that's powerful. And I think everyone needs to know that that people have. We don't realize that that connection to the earth is incredibly powerful. So yes, we get sun, we are light beings. Earthing is a powerful thing that actually my partner, Bobby Williams, uh, 
kind of introduced me to. Now, if I think about my childhood, I was grounding and earthing all the time. I was always barefoot. The summers were, I'm on my bicycle. I'm, you know, hanging out in the rivers and the streams. I'm running around barefoot because that's just what you did. You didn't even think about it. And then when I met Bobby 15 years ago, he's like on a trail taking his shoes off. And I'm like, hmm. <laughs> <laughs> So I started taking my shoes off and, you know, walking barefoot on the trail going, you know, I had to toughen my feet up. That took a while. Um, But the power of that is incredible because we are electric, electrical beings. So electricity is coming up through the earth and those electrons, those uh, negative ions are coming up through the earth and we're absorbing that and it's it's helping us and it gets rid of the buildup of electrons that are bad in the body and helps you release them. So that connection to the earth is powerful. And of course, we all started wearing shoes in the uh, shoes in the 1950s that were rubber sold. So 90% of human beings on the planet, probably 99% are never grounded because they're always grounded out because rubber prevents you from connecting with the earth. So it's very important that if you go to the beach, you know, and I, I'm, I'm here at the beach right now and I see people walking on the sand in shoes. And I just, I, I want to wear a sign that's like, please take your shoes up so that you can ground because it's so powerful. Like you cannot believe it. I mean, when I go, flying anywhere and I'm like you I travel a lot if I you know get out of the hotel room and I just go into their grassy area wherever it is in the front of the hotel and take my shoes off and just stand there or or just sit on the grass for a while it grounds you and it helps relieve you it helps you with your circadian rhythms it's I mean these are techniques that are super powerful and effective like that and then I got involved with uh, the company Earthing, which Earthing.com, and they they provide these, you know, they have grounding mats to sleep on and mats that you can put under underneath your computer so it eliminates some of those EMFs and you you can ground. So there's there's all kinds of ways that you can make it work for your lifestyle. So you don't have to necessarily go on a trail and go ouch, 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 like I did in the beginning. Right. And I, yeah, you can also find online, just, I got some moccasins for, for our property and I got them at home and I go outside because we live in the forest and it's not sandy yeah. beaches. <laughs> so, yeah. uh, but, but I want to get that grounding in. And most people don't understand that. I tell them go into Lowe's the next time, use a Volto machine. They have them there that'll measures electricity. Most people that we measure, especially at trade shows are running around with three volts of energy running through their system. And that would be like, um, basically an interference. Like when you're trying to watch a television show, but you have this electrical impulse, you're not getting the right signals. Your cells aren't getting the right energy. And then as soon as you ground, it goes away. You should be at zero point energy. And at at trade shows, it's really, because we use one of Clint's mats. I travel with one. It's underneath my computer now. And I just touch it every once in a while while I'm on the computer. Because I know what happens when I'm sitting here, I'm absorbing, our cells have my, they have little cells on them, like batteries. They're absorbing the energy and it doesn't care what that energy is. It could be positive force or negative. It's just their job is to gobble up energy. And of course, earth frequencies are between 0.5 and 100. These frequencies 
frequencies are way above what our our body's used to handling. And and the biggest yes. problem I tell people is even with EMF, because a lot of people talk about EMF poisoning and things like yeah, that. Yeah. We we found that grounding, we took somebody right underneath the 5G tower. We measured right. them. They were like getting hammered. Some people had up to seven, eight volts of energy moving through their system. Now, oh luckily, about 80% of the people don't recognize that, but 20% will actually can pass out even. And then we we had them take off their shoes. They were now at zero point. Their body hit zero. So our body is designed to take anything that's not healthy for us and ground it into the earth. But if we don't get rid of it, have that, uh, if we don't have that connection, you know, you I'm experimenting now. There's a company that came out with some shoes that have silver lacing through them. So why they look like dress shoes, and I've just got them. I haven't been able to really wear them oh, yet. Gosh, uh, but I'm, is I'm it, only, is it only a man's shoe, or do they oh, have no, a woman's too? Oh my God. It, it, I mean, it's a game changer. Yeah. I mean, Clint came out with a, a flip-flop, you know, for, but you know, not everybody wants to wear a flip-flop and you know, that's also like, you got to adjust to the toe thing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But, um, I, I, there's yeah. going to be more and more. Yeah. Yeah. People are finding out that there's like, um, even we work with TB12, Tom Brady's group and our yeah. science officer made his clothing. It has reflective uh, materials in the clothing that reflect back our own infrared light. So we're going to find that the, the future is really bright because we're realizing that we are light beings. But let's let's move on to the next doctor. Let's talk a little bit about uh, when you think about uh, I always tell people the number one thing for mental wellness is your diet because you can't outthink a bad diet. You know, so tell me what you think about that and, and what you would recommend if somebody's feeling depressed, anxious, stressed out, anxious. You know, these all start with first thoughts and it can be derived. There's never been a shooting like these mass shootings you see and they know the person is like mentally something's wrong with them. They always had candy bar wrappers around them, you know, 100%. things like this. So tell me a little bit about your thoughts. Yeah. On that. Well, you know, my my thing is just eat real food. <laughs> <laughs> right. And what real food is, is not processed food, any kind. So if you're in the market and and you you just consider the middle of the market a place that you don't go, it's taboo. <laughs> you can't go in there. You'll get electrocuted if you do. <laughs> That'd be good. It's the outer rim of the grocery store that has real <clears throat> food, vegetable, fruit and vegetables on one side. You've got your dairy products, hopefully you're going to get organic. And maybe if you have some great uh, access to, you'll get raw. But you want to do as much organic, clean food as you possibly can, right? And and it doesn't mean you can't eat meat, but just eat it grass-fed, grass-finished, uh, free-range chicken and eggs, and, and really make And when possible, go to a farmer's market um, a local farmer's market, because our bodies really, our, our bodies are kind of archaic. They really understand food of the season. So if you're living in where you're living, right, that there's, it's yeah. summer, you know, the, the farmer's markets are in high, you know, they're getting just amped up. And throughout mm -hmm. the summer, you'll have all these wonderful things that are at farmer's markets. And people don't realize that 75% of the population is within five miles of a farmer's market and don't even know it. So that's eating locally, but just basic, it's just basic, cut out sugar. You know, sugar is a big, it's an addiction, as, as addictive as 
any addictive thing, alcohol, you know, sugar, which alcohol is sugar, by the way, you know, that's how it reacts in the system, but it also reacts on the brain and it also reacts on the liver. So just be mindful that, you know, alcohol is, is, you know, it's not, it's not your best friend, even if, and especially if you suffer from any kind of you know, depression, it's a depressant. So just be mindful of those things. I'm never, I never tell people what to do. Just be mindful. Like if, if, if you like to have a glass of wine, don't, it's not every day. Maybe it's, you know, maybe it's once a week, maybe it's once a month, whatever, but it's about being mindful of the foods that will cause, I call it a uh, uh, brain noise, literally like processed foods causes brain noise. Um, gluten, not because gluten per se is bad, because if you go to Italy and eat gluten, you'll feel fine. But here we have sprayed our crops with glyphosate uh, so badly. And we have G these GMO crops, which are like, it's not even real food. I'm not sure what it is. So we have to be really, we have to be really responsible for how we shop and like, you know, I'm going to, I spend my money, uh, Bobby and I spend our money on food. We food and drinking good water. It just, it's a game changer and we feel differently because of it. And it's not hard. Everyone's, oh, it must be so awful. You eat, you know, it's so plant. It's not. You just learn how to, I did, I made a book, a cookbook called Mariel's Kitchen. And I did all my recipe. All my recipes are from my mother's recipes when I was a kid, because she grew up, she grew up in, in Idaho, but she also went to Cordon Bleu in Paris with Julia <laughs> Child, which yeah. is another story. Um, and she had all these great recipes, but, you know, so I went in and I made them gluten-free, I made them seasonal and I made them healthy, right? Yeah. And you can do that with anything. Um, it's just about, is your health, your brain health and your physical health important to you. And that means you take responsibility for every choice you make throughout the day. And I think, especially your listeners, are probably really very interested in, in having a healthy brain and body. And so it's up to you. It's not somebody in a white coat giving you a pill or or whatever. And, and, you know, and off you go doing whatever you want. You go back to smoking cigarettes and drinking a lot of alcohol, you know, like it's right. it doesn't work that way. You got to, you know, and, and some things you'll look at and go, ah, I don't want to get, it's about, okay, the, let's find some happy medium. Let's be, let's be, you know, we have to make some compromise if you want good health. Yeah. I think what you're saying is right on in that, um, People have different ways of coping with stress, right? Stress is a big factor in all of this. And most people don't understand how the body operates, right? There's, we have our liver. I tell one of my favorite articles that had millions of downloads and views is called how stress is more fattening than chocolate because our liver houses 25 grams of, sh of sugar to help us through those stressful moments when we yes. were on the Serengeti and we're being chased by wild animals but that's not happening anymore we're being chased by social media or whatever or or by our uh you know our family and there's drainers and there's gainers in our lives and sometimes mental mental awareness is are the people you're teaming up with on a day-to-day -day basis are they helping you to grow uh, healthy because you can't take a pill to get rid of family members. I mean, you got to keep those around, but you, you can 
choose your friends, right? And, and who you're yes. doing. So a couple questions. Manage stress through the choices you make, right? Yes. And you're so right. We're not we're not in fight or flight. And yet this, you know, the the do you call it the limbic brain is yes. still mm -hmm. in that sort of that like fight or flight mode because we think we're being attacked, but we're not. And that's when you sort of need to really address your story. Like where, where is this trauma coming from and figure out a way, however, you know, and NLP with this, that, and the EMDR, whatever, find a way or your meditations, find a way to eliminate this hold that your trauma, your story has on you because you interpreted something that happened long time ago and it's kept you in a space of, you know, terror now today like why you know what they're proving now in science is that seven generations of our ancestors are influencing us so it's yeah. not that they it's not that we can't change it it's that if we go on default mode which means if we go into stress that means we're reacting to our environment we're not interacting with it yes. then our genetic predisposition will show up but yes. we have the power to change 80 percent of that and even the junk dna they say changes every 40 seconds based on the light emission in our body they call it biophotic exchange and your attitude plays into it you know we all we always hear we're the sum total of our five people we hang out with you know if we're hanging around with five drug addicts, we're probably going to be the sixth. If we're hanging yeah. around five bankers that are making a lot of money, we're probably going to be the sixth millionaire or whatever, you know, yes. and Charles Tremendous Jones used to say, you're the five books you just read, you know, things like yeah. this, because it, it plays a role into it. So if you were to coach just in general, someone listening to this podcast and say, here's the thoughts, here's how you can change your thoughts besides brain tap. They, they, they're going to know about brain tap and what's going on there and changing that and doing what's necessary in the morning and afternoon. But what would you say is the mural recipe, like your recipe book, what's your recipe for getting proper thinking? Because a lot of people think that they don't have control over that. They basically think life right. comes at them instead of life comes through them. Right. Right. Well, you know, that, that the habits of, silence and meditation in the morning and in the and in the evening if you can but at least once a day that habit of take of taking time for stillness and in that stillness asking yourself what are those thoughts that you keep asking yourself literally what are the thoughts that you would like to not be thinking anymore allow them to come up address them name them fear uh you know for me it's defensiveness you know like whatever mm -hmm. whatever your those trigger things name them then also think of the feelings that come up that you don't want to think and 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 name those and then go from naming the negative to then imagining what you would like to be thinking and feel that like literally feel that in your heart like feel okay i want to feel i want to feel my wisdom i want to feel energy i want to feel happy i want to feel uh playful i want to feel curious i want to feel abundant whatever it is and really like ima imagine those words as feelings and really feel them and then and then, you know, take it from that to then the intention is after your time in silence, your intention is to remember, not to forget, 
that that's how you want to feel and also be uh, remember to not forget the, the, the negative feelings when they come up to, to see them because awareness is the first step, it, I believe, in actually being able to let them go. Because once you're aware, oh, gosh, I thought that negative thought again, you have a choice, right? If you're unaware of those thoughts happening, you don't have a choice. But yeah. when you tell yourself to be aware, you will. Because the brain's really, it's its fast. It's quick to learn. Mm-hmm. We just don't give it a lot of credit. And we don't exercise it enough. Right. Yeah. And that's the whole reason we're doing the Brain Fitness Podcast, because yes. everyone, everyone out there is going through the hero's journey. They just don't know it. I mean, if you if you look at that and you really break it down, whether you're already through the dark night of the soul and now you're training and teaching and transforming other people's lives or you're in the middle of that or you're just beginning that journey. It's important to understand that everyone goes through this. You don't. Yes. It, it doesn't cost yeah. you money. Oh, my most, God. The people that have the most money still go through this, you know. And that's the, the thing. You know, we all think, oh, if I only got to blah, 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 a million, a million followers or I only got to a million dollars. You know, at, at the end of the day, you can fix this now. It's, it's within your purview and it has nothing to do with the outer circumstance. It has to do with your inner workings, which only you. And that's what, that was the journey of my life. When I realized it was me that had the answers to me, Mm -hmm. you know, not Bobby, not you, not this, not a guru, not that I don't appreciate and learn from all of the experiences, but it's me at the end of the day that can determine what's right for me. Right. I think that's very important. One of the people we're going to get on this uh, podcast series, Rod Harrison, who wrote, he was, a, he does a lot with corporate America as well, but he always says there is no there. Like people think when they get there, something's going to change. It's the journey and you're never going to stop. I mean, when you think about in sport, like when Tiger Woods was at his peak, he still wouldn't let people interview him or go golfing with him because he said he had too much to learn. He was, he was always, I mean, you would think that that wasn't the case, but those people that are always looking for not perfection, but just movement and realizing that the journey is the solution and it's a lifetime journey, right? So if someone was to go hang out with you, as we wrap this podcast up today, if, if they were to say, Hey, I want to be a little, little fly on your shoulder or whatever, following you to go through your day that doesn't buzz around your head, keeps their distance, but watches you go through your day. Tell us a little bit about your, just an every day when there's no stress, nothing really needs to be done. It's your day to do what you want. How do you take care of yourself to keep your mental fitness? Every single morning, uh, I, I, I drink water. It's one of the first things I do. I add real salt to it. Redmond's real salt. Uh, because we are electrical beings and you want to like replenish and you de- you're dehydrated after a night of sleep. Uh, and then I go and, and I'm, well, I have to feed the animals, but you don't, have to do <laughs> but, um, then I go and I, I do, I meditate every morning. It's very important. And I vary it from, I like to do a, a, a very, you know, version of it, but I always, and, and, in my meditation, I always hold some space to be grateful for everything for is exactly the way it is. Because I think a lot of what you've been talking about is how do how do you stay present? And, you know, that's kind of the key here. It's like, how can you just stay here? Because it's like, it's like the doctor you were just saying, there is no there, right? If you're there, you're not here. And if you're not here, 
then where are you? Because that's the key. So all of my rituals, like my morning rituals of meditation, um, even when I make coffee and I do like coffee, even though my um, my husband is like, mm, coffee's bad for you. I love, <laughs> I love the ritual of it. So I make sure it's organic, but I love the smell. I try to slow mundane rituals down so that I can be extremely present with them, right? You know, the smell of things, the feel of the water when I'm washing my hands or my face in the morning, you know, like if you slow those silly mundane things down, like brushing your teeth, you become, it, it brings you back to yourself because ultimately we're always doing the silly, stupid things every single day. But if you pay attention to them, it keeps you here and you find tremendous joy in the, in the, in the simple things that you do in life. And I would say that if somebody were following me around, they would see, you know, I love movement. I go out for walks. I also go to the gym. I vary things. I love to hike. I love to walk. I love to ride my bike. I love cold plunges. I love all these things that become trendy, but I love them because they make me feel so much right? A cold plunge is just a powerful way to just like, oh, shock the system into present, into being present. So I do a lot of that. You know, I'll be in Idaho in a few weeks and every day I go into a a stream behind our house or, you know, the river down the road uh, every single day after a hike or something, because those things are powerful. They're, they're habits that align you to the earth and the earth is our is our most powerful teacher i think i i agree i think that's very important so when you when you're talking with friends or family member people meeting your first time what is the number one thing you recommend they start with because some people their life's a mess they don't even know it until they start you know and i do believe uh that awareness is the number one step because if not you're like Bruce Lipton says 95% of our life is controlled by our subconscious so if you're not aware those are the habits that we form that form us and as soon as they become aware they're no longer habits when somebody says I keep thinking this well if you're thinking it's not a habit anymore you can change it but if you don't know about it it becomes unawareness so what do you find is the like where's the starting point? If somebody said, "Hey, Meryl, where, what do I do first? Because I have to change everything. Maybe they're drinking. I mean, I have had people say, "I only drink a little bit," and then I find out it's two bottles of wine a night. You know, yeah. when, I, when I'm talking to them, you know, right. they go, right. or they go, "I only eat a little bit of sugar," and then they go, "But I have to have dessert after every meal." You know, yeah. things like this. What do you think is the number one place people should? Well, start? you know, when it comes to food, there's all kinds of things. I would say, you know try a meditation practice and try five minutes, right? That I, I would say that would be something. But also when it comes to food, and food is a big issue, right? It's, it, you have to do it every single day, but it's, it's kind of, it's the biggest addiction, really. Not just sugar, but it's like food and, you know, we become obsessed with it, trust me, because I had a food issue uh, early on in my life. Um, I would say if you have to change the way that you eat, start with breakfast, start with the first meal that you do a day. And if, if you can just focus on that one, that one meal, change your breakfast, it might actually make you want to think about changing what you eat for lunch. And then you might feel better and you might change 
what's for dinner. I, my whole thing is if you want to change something, you know, it's better to just go slow, take small, small bites at this changing things and, and, and see how you feel. And, and don't give yourself a hard time. So you screw up. Who cares? There's You're always one choice away from making a good choice, right? So you screwed up, made a bad choice. Don't give yourself a hard time. You know, at dinner, I'm going to make a good choice. Oh, I failed and I can't do anything. That's not true. You're always one choice away from making a, a better choice to taking a deep breath. Oh, wow. I, di- I didn't realize I don't breathe that much, right? It's just... You know, we have to start slow. Breathing is a big thing. You know, mm-hmm. that would be another thing that I would mm-hmm. say. Be conscious of breath. It's it's one of the doctors. Yeah. Breathe. We, we've been on this planet for so long. We have to breathe. And yet we breathe from here to here, most of us, right? We're not breathing into our bodies because our bodies need oxygen. So breath is incredibly powerful. Yeah, those are great. Now we we have a yeah we're going with the breath masters. We have most of them on YouTube are coming on to Brain Tap. We're going to be encoding their sessions because I do a little bit of breath work. You know, I teach people, but not like these guys. It's their whole career. Like, um, we haven't got Wim Hof yet, but we want it. We have a lot of the others, and I I think that oh well, we've I mean, got we've got a great guy Brian McKenzie. He's a oh, great breath guy. Oh, I uh, love like it. Amazing. Yes. Yeah, yeah, I'd love to talk to him. Maybe awful. we can share with us a link to him. We can put it in the show notes and people oh, can yeah. find out about him. Definitely. So yeah, we I can do that. Brian.com. So okay. yeah. We'll we'll get that out there. So our last question. I know you're you're an advocate now for brain tap. We're doing things together. So maybe uh, you know, some people use brain tap once a week, some people three times a week. No matter what they're doing, or the, what would you say are the biggest benefits you find when using brain tap? especially for a novice, somebody who's never done any meditation or relaxation techniques? Well, I think if you haven't, it's probably the best way to start because it's kind of like, it's it's like you have training wheels, you know? Mm-hmm. It's like you're putting on, it, it just gets you there really quickly. You do feel this sense of ease. And, you know, probably so many people, so many of you are stressed. I mean, we live in a very stressful world and we are talking about stress and you will feel immediately less stress. You will feel immediately your body just relax and we don't relax enough, you know, and, and it will help your sleep and sleep is another thing. And we'll probably talk about that in a whole episode, you know, uh, next time sleep is just powerful. That's how I use brain tap in the beginning. I was having some issues with sleep cause I was stressed and, you know, and, and I would wake up in the middle, you know, it, but that actually stopped it almost immediately. So I would say powerful stuff. That's good. Yeah. With two thirds of the world, not sleeping, um, you know, it, it probably has a lot to do with everything we talked about, not just everybody wants that one pill, and most people don't realize that sleeping pills, in all the research, only add four minutes of quality sleep. And then they're they basically put it you out of your. It feels so weird. I remember taking my. I haven't taken one in like year, the decades, but it, I felt it felt horrible. It was yeah, weird. Yeah. I felt kind of this, you know, after anyway. Not yeah, right. it's, it's, it's it, it, your own medication is your, you know, medication. It can be your medication, right? So that'll yeah. help you to offload those things. So 
while we round out this episode, I know we're going to have you back because you have so much to share and we're going to get you, if I have to come out and kidnap you, take you to New Bern to get some recordings of your meditation so we get them on BrainTap. You don't <laughs> want to do gonna, that. Oh, you have no idea. I'm we're going gonna, We're going to do that. When we get our, when we get our cabin all done, you can stay out at the river. We can have you guys, you and Bobby come out, spend some time there and Amazing. we'll set up a recording studio there. We'll get some, something out of you. But um, what, have, what, have we, what have I forgot to ask you for this week? And please reinforce outcomes the sun how people can find that podcast Uh, i would say i have a partner melissa yamaguchi who is a feng shui master and chinese astrology she's like so so i have this podcast and radio show we're on radio stations around the world um and we have a sunrise section where we kind of catch up and we talk about like what's going on in the world or what we talked about on our morning walk and then we go into a half an hour interview with people like yourself or celebrities that have a story to tell or, you know, or a regular person with a story to tell. Um, and then we have a uh, Melissa does an energy tip, uh, like she'll tell you, you know, a color that you want to focus on this month of June or whatever. And then I do kind of a uh, balance tip, which is basically drink water, you know, like I tell you to drink water or, you know, like I'll, I'll do a breathing technique that, that you can do at the stoplight or something. So, mm-hmm. uh, and then we wrap it up. It's a, it's a, it's an hour long show from end to end, but it, it's really, it moves really fast and it's really informative and it's really fun to hear. I mean, like we had John Cleese on and my buddy were like, I'm John, John Cleese. He's laughing and he, he's laughing like John Cleese. <laughs> yes. Um, so we have a really good time. So there's that. And you are a sponsor of that shows. And I couldn't be more grateful because I just feel like what we're doing uh, in the world together is is just it's about community right and and I only want to share I just want to share good things and do good in the world uh, by sharing yeah. so that's excellent that's what you're doing so brain tap nations out there listening to this brain fitness podcast please like share get this out to everyone you know because they suffer in silence usually until it's too late. And so just get it to them, let them listen, let them start understanding these seven doctors you're talking about, because they can do that for free. I mean, most of the stuff, I mean, you can, when somebody says, what should I eat? I said, just don't have a label on it. You're probably good. You know, the, yeah. the more, you know, if God labeled it, it's probably pretty good for you. If, if, uh, if, uh, you know, if it hasn't, my kids, when they were growing up, they could eat anything they want, as long as they could read the label. My, my daughter became very good. and knew what what each of those ingredients meant you might be able to read it but but bobby and i once went into a we when we go on on road trips we often go into the gas station we we challenge each other to find the most unhealthy food and i think it was a pink snowball still (laughs) matches it it's unbelievable it's like this long of ingredients that you don't even know what they are right well, I was amazed on the air flight uh, the other night. I thought I would just get uh, some of the cran apple. Yeah. And I said, let me see the lab- Let me see the can. 55 grams of sugar. Yeah. You know, our body can only have five grams in our bloodstream at any one time. So, I mean, that's in, and I'm thinking Coke doesn't put that on the side of their thing. It's probably the same amount, you know, 55 grams yeah. of 
sugar. And, and it's probably high fructose corn syrup, which is even more, even worse than sugar if that's possible. Like, I mean, the effect on your body is so extreme. I, I, I tell people, like, if you, uh, that's another great diet tip. It's like, if you want to just lose weight really fast, take out diet soda, take out <laughs> any diet drink right. whatsoever. And you'll, it, it's, it's a mind blowing. Right. It's just crazy. Anyway. Yeah. Some of the simplest things, you know, when you, when you start making, that could be the first step for somebody really. When we used to have our weight loss clinics, if we could get them off, we could get them. I said, you can drink all the diet soda you want, as long as you drink three times the amount of water first. And then they go, they go, they go, well, I won't want the soda. Then I said, that's the point. That's the point. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. And what it does to your brain, those, those like, you know, fake sugars are crazy. It causes brain inflammation. Yeah, yeah, anyway. it's crazy. So a lot of things to talk about, a lot of things to learn and grow. Yeah. This is episode one, so I want to thank everyone who's listening. Please help us grow this. Everyone has a brain. Everyone needs to keep it fit. We're about teaching people that you have within you the power to transform who and what you are. And Mariel, I want to thank you for your wisdom. I'm you. looking forward to the next thing that you do, taking time out of your schedule. So Thanks again. We're going to post all of everything in the show notes. There'll be a transcript you can download too if you want to uh, look at that. We're going to do a. We're going to get it out to the world and get. Let's get helping people better their brains. And there's a lot of ways to do it. So this is only one. We're going to have different guests along the way to help you to really get your brain fit. And it has to do with every part of your life because your brain touches every part of your life and everything you, part of your life touches your brain. So we need to form yeah. a really powerful relationship with our physiology and our psychology and get our body to do what it's designed to do. So thank you. Thank you for joining us on our mission to better a billion brains. Follow at Dr. Patrick Porter on social media for updates and remember to practice brain fitness every day.